bum, 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 Normally at this point you start talking, gay. Yeah, I kind of waited for you to quiet down. No, I'm doing the whole thing. Hello and welcome to So Far Skate. A fun-filled... You've got to do it. Oh, sorry, a fun-filled... No, you've got to sing the chorus of the song. I kind of lost track here. A fun-filled Farscape fan cast by a fervent fan... And a frankly fascinated first-timer. ...who forgot to load the MP3 for the theme tune. It will be back. Oh, God, we're not going to actually use this. <laughs> I think we are. I'm editing this one, so I'm calling it now. Okay. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm Kaki. I'm Kay. This is the story so, so far. Escape. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to the season recap of season four. Yes, and I dare say of the, the, the series entire, because the series Farscape Fair. is yep. now complete. Yep. There is still the mini-series that I've joked for many years you didn't know about, <clears throat> which we uh, we still have ahead of us. But uh, yeah, now we're we're sort of living in so 2003 that period. Yes, when we just didn't know what was going to happen. Well, there was going to be any more. There was the Save Farscape campaign, which uh, yes. which apparently also made it onto a impromptu radio program, and they ran a commercial even, I believe. Yeah. I kept asking myself whether I'm watching a motion picture or a TV show. I've never seen anything quite like it on television. I was just. Taking it immediately. The characters are really multi-dimensional. You can't help but fall in love with every one of them, even when you hate them. The sets are just absolutely uh, gorgeous. Hunter's It never dumbs down for the audience. No whole detail like Oh my god. Television is this good. There was a, a pretty substantial campaign. Now, I did, I did my research on the internet, mm-hmm. and you did your research via the official Farscapes magazines right, from this period. Yes. I, I have it right here. Ah, yes. And it says on the cover, Farscapes errand on the show's cancellation and more. And uh, I mean, there's, a, there's not much about the show cancellation in here. Oh, okay. Mostly interviews with the various actors, uh, how they felt about it, which irrevocably is terrible. Yes. Uh, and, uh, yeah. And how they, uh, yeah, how the news spread to various people, yeah, how people found out. Apparently, it, it started off with a phone call to someone on set, and from there, very rapidly spread over to uh, everybody else. Yeah, uh, yeah, leaving some quite shocked people uh, involved. And uh, Jonathan Hardley only found out through the media. Oh yeah, because <laughs> he wasn't on set, of he course. Was, no, yeah. <laughs> he wouldn't. Uh, he wouldn't be recording his parts for. Oh yeah, he would. He always recorded his parts with ADR much later. Yes. And the rest, uh, I guess, when the rest were doing their pickups, it was an interesting interview with him in that uh, in that magazine uh, about uh, yeah Ooh. how his his vision on Rigel and how that came to be, and yes, also about the fact that he was uh, yeah his his lines were only recorded much later, and apparently yeah. they still had a lot of leeway in that for what he would say exactly. So I mean, of course, what was set in the script, I guess, is what was read on. On the, on, ste- on the set, on the yeah. set by one of the puppeteers. Yeah, I mean they could always like change nuances a little bit, I guess, with not just what he says, but also how he says it. And uh... yeah, yeah, because like the, the, they often say that movies and I guess TV shows are are made three times mm. or are written three times. They're once in the script, once on the set, and then again in editing. Yeah. Although I think if it's a Star Wars film, then it's also in in, in pre production. Well, I guess maybe that's I mean, true that, for Farscape that's, as well. That's script as well, I guess. I mean, pre-production. That's part of the script process, I would say. There's, it, it sort of depends on the style of production. Like when, when George Lucas started on uh, on episode one, 
for a Star Wars episode one. Yes, yeah. he had a, a, a basic idea of like characters that he wanted to use and plot lines that he wanted to to advance. But instead of like starting out writing a script, he started out like getting a bunch of concept artists into an office for essentially a year and just, okay, here's a bunch of ideas jammed together for, right, a, yeah. for a week. Pitch me stuff at the at the end. We'll uh, make, me, uh, make me a city that sticks out of the sea or make me... And, uh, it would be even more vague than that, usually. Like, make me something memorable that makes me scared and horny. Actually, no, that's Farscape. No, yeah. that's, that's Farscape. Oh. Is that Scorny? Or, <laughs> well, no, that wouldn't work. <laughs> uh, but, Haired, I guess, is probably the better one. Okay, so, finishing up about the, the, the safe Farscape campaign, it was, it was pretty... It was pretty groundbreaking. It was not the first uh, campaign to save a, a television program. Like I think others that had been successful were like Jericho and Once and Again, also around the, uh-huh. the same time period. And of course, originally Star Trek was cancelled after the second season, and then uh, that was rescued by uh, fan people, agency. I guess yeah, people writing into the uh, network to uh, go like, "Oi, we want more of that." Last hour, Hotwired reported on the internet effort to save the TV show Farscape, cancelled late last week by the Sci-Fi Network. Well, since that time, we've received more than 30 emails from Farscape fans all over the U.S. and Scotland, Canada, Denmark, Germany. We think that is worth a recap for our West Coast viewers. Tomorrow, the webmasters at farscape.wdsection.com, which is the main Save Farscape campaign website, are asking the show's fans to head to the Sci-Fi Channel's website and deluge the channel's executives with emails asking them to keep the show around. The original series only ran three seasons, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's crazy to think just how little there actually is compared to all the other Star Trek. Yeah. There's so much Star Trek. <laughs> there isn't. So much to do a podcast about that sometimes. Oh, that's an idea. Hmm. So <laughs> what will you call it? <laughs> I'm sure we'll we'll come up with something. But so you had the Safe Farscape campaign, you had a fundraising campaign which funded like ads taken out in mm-hmm. TV Guide and I think even a TV spot or a radio spot. Yeah, you definitely, a radio spot? definitely a radio spot and commercial ad. So that was the Beyond Hope Fund, which later got a rename to Where's My Riot? (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Where the hell is my riot? Apparently they also had a stand at one of the conventions that were held in 2003. Oh, wow. I read about that on the um, bbc.co.uk Farscape website. There was an Mm. interview with the three women. I think it was three women who... uh, uh, ran that campaign. Yeah, I'm not surprised it's three women, to be honest. It's, <laughs> considering what I've heard about the fan base of Farscape. Farscape succeeded in its mission to yep. <laughs> uh, to sort of go for an audience that, that Star Trek generally did not, which is a lot of horny people. Well, actually, that's not completely fair. There's not a lot of horny well, people in the Star Trek fandom. But well, to explicitly yes. appeal to women. Mm. More so even than uh, than men. And that's, that's one of the things that makes it such a joy and so refreshing. Science fiction was traditionally a male domain. Rockney and I talked about how would we bring a female audience in. And the way uh, we decided to do that was with strong female characters. They, our female characters, outnumber the men, always have. And uh, if you watch the show, you'll realize that not one single woman takes an order from a single man. It's usually the other way around. fun to push the button, and isn't it? It is. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess we don't really have a place to go from here, because there's no beautiful intro, outro, cold start, uh, anything no, to exactly. talk about. And I've got something to help us with that, which is, <coughs> coming up right here, Dun-dun-dun. the 
last issue Woo-hoo. of the So Farscape mag- magazine, magazine, sorry, episode, as you, as you call them. <laughs> Oh, which nice. includes polls taken among the fans for like their favorite episodes, favorite characters, favorite moments, which I think is also really interesting to look at. Oh yes, so we have Farscape, the complete uh, Farscape guide inside your companion to the entire series, plus Blen Browder, Claudia Black, Wayne Pygram, and more. So, as you were page collector's issue, as you were complaining about how uh, it would be tricky to find or to, to to see all the episodes of season four on your little phone screen. Yes, you've got them in here. You've nice. got you've got to flip a bit. All right, yeah, so it starts off with the the Uncharted Territories or the Last Word of David Kemper. No, We've got a lot of mileage out of that picture of, like, cartoon John cartoon, yeah. twist, twisting the gun around. I mean, I think that's it. that was definitely in the previous uh, episode, <laughs> and, uh, which had a very interesting article on, about that entire episode. Oh, do tell. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, just about uh, just how the production uh, was set up and how it was like they had to, like, start this one way in advance because of the lead time that they had on the... Uh, oh, the animation. On the yeah. animation work, and... Very much what you just said about uh, how episodes are written three times. This was even stronger in that regard. How they uh, uh, how they set it up with uh, and how they changed what they wanted. Because the first, yeah, first when they start, they actually did the ADR for it before they filmed before the live they, action. Oh. Before they filmed the live action, they started off with giving something for the I guess for the animators to work with. Yeah, uh, and then they yeah they went through the whole production process and in act one there's like a, a, a large continuous sequence uh, in if animation mm-hmm. and they, they f- found that was starting to get a little bit boring if they did that in act two and like three as well as they originally right. planned so then they started intercutting it more and more with with the live action and then working with the transitions oh right between that so that was and yeah how much work that was especially also in post-production and how there's like unused material which didn't make it uh, which was animated but never uh, made it into the episode yeah like, that's even more disproportionately costly than deleted oh, scenes yeah, on uh, yeah. a live action. Ah, uh, we have an uh, interview with Gigi Edgley. Oh, bless. Oh, lovely sign of a shot of... Oh, is that the one with... No, that's uh, John Quixote. A sword and a floppy hat. Girl of grey with salted plain. Oh, gosh, I love this. The, the one where she's got the uh, disguised as a redhead. Oh, that yeah, bringing a, home the beacon, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, that's a fantastic look for her. Now, I know it's not your colour, but... Yeah, she's got that whole sort of cerulean look. She looks like a, an anemone. Oh, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, right? the, yeah, absolutely. Ah, and here we have John's uh, football helmet and... Uh, <laughs> that helmet. <laughs> We're getting a lot of mileage out of that helmet. I mean, I, I, mean, I have to say, but this is like first, from the first to the last episode, at least of the regular run, we've uh, been able to uh, get some mileage out of that. Oh, good yeah. luck. Oh, should look at these. It's like all the Scarons on... Uh, oh, wow, yeah. Yes. I think that's two versions even of uh, Duncan Young. Oh. Because he was he was one of the early ones. Oh, what was he called? I think it was the Interrogator. Oh, yes. Uh, and he's also Emperor Stalik. Ah, okay. Oh, no, he was Axicor, uh, who pretended to be one of the hot robots that I... Ah, uh, yes, 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 some, yes. Some Absolutely. special private thoughts about. <laughs> Open your armor. Yes, yes, yes. The <laughs> what were they? The something something hunters. Oh, I don't even remember. Mm. I'm sure Axicor knows. The beloved listener who actually picked their online screen presence right, yes. name from this character, Kurishi. That's right. To prove you're a Kurishi. Oh, Q and A with Brian Henson. Hmm. Hey, we don't get to hear from Brian Henson often enough. The question is, what areas did Farscape open up for the company? Every show has its own audience, its own expectations, and its own franchise value. Farscape proved to have a very committed fan following. And as the show goes on to wider and wider audience, will be proven to be visionaries. They spotted this uniquely creative piece up front, which does not answer the question no, in any way, shape, really or form. No, it doesn't. 
Oh, one imagines that he was like still in his cups, reeling with sadness <laughs> over the, the the loss of this project. Very well that possible. He, uh, Although, I mean, this was uh, at least May two thousand three, and this one was April May two thousand three. So they were re- these two were released very close together. It was a monthly magazine, uh, oh, or okay. sorry, um, uh, bi-monthly. Right. Yeah. Still. Now, and came to a conclusion with uh, with what you're holding here, which, hey, for those of you who are used to skipping our fanfiction episodes, which, respect, you know, you can do whatever you like, maybe not skip this next one, because what you're holding now also contains a story called Horizons, yeah. which was, until the release of the miniseries, the canonical conclusion oh. to Farscape. Oh, written, very good. Yeah. That's going to be interesting, yes. By Rockney S. Obanus. That's coming next week. I would definitely uh, recommend... Uh, I've not read it yet, but I would definitely recommend that uh, people uh, listen into that one. Maybe we should, uh, yeah, push that a little bit more towards our listeners. Yeah. Wow. There's a lot, right? Yeah, there's so much. Oh, yeah, here. Don't worry. There's no homework here for you. This no. is just for you to for you to enjoy. And if you need a little uh, uh, sort of reflection on which episodes right. there were, yeah. So, um, and we can also look at like there's there's a couple of fan polls. If you look at the table of context, tense, yeah. does, does it say like the, their favorite episode, favorite storyline, something like that? Oh, it's not mentioned exactly on the uh, so interviews. Creature Shop, Farscape Art, Farscape read poll results. Yes. Yeah. 76. God, I... And then they don't put page numbers on it. Yeah, they're, they're not on every page, and they're kind of weirdly oh, designed. Oh, wow, that's tiny. Yeah. Uh, 76 So it's a 100-page episode, so it'd be the three-quarters mark. There All right, go. here we go. Create a viewer's poll, and they will vote or something. And you did, <laughs> in the hundreds. Which increased the poor Farscape uh, editor's workload. No end, but he forgives you. Call went out and issue 10. Rack those brains and pick your Farscape favorites. Wow, this must have been, like, on, like, postcards and snail mail. I guess, yeah. Like, it doesn't sound... No. It's not terribly much work to do an electronic poll and get those results, but let, what have we got? What have right. we got? Favourite Moya crew member. Analysis. Pilot was winning for ages, but then the ultimate winner just sneaked in at the end. Wait, what's your favourite? Oh. Oh. And see how we compare it to the, fa- the fans. Oh. But didn't we do this a while ago? Yeah, but now it's season four, and we've seen Fa- the whole series. Oh, favourite crew member. Hmm. Yeah. That's a difficult one. 1812 counts, by the way. Just in case oh. you were... <laughs> <laughs> well, Pilot is, Pilot is indeed a very strong contender. So yeah. is Rigel. Oh, it's very difficult. I mean, like, I, I, I can make a case for almost everybody. Well, not for Stark, but... What? <laughs> I mean, I, I could make a case for him, but it's not, it wouldn't be a very strong one. It would be a nut case, <laughs> yeah. but... Um, just... oh, um, you'd make an enemy out of Ben Browder, who's, whose favourite he was. Oh, okay. I mean, gee, favourite. If I actually had to pick it would probably be pilot yeah me too yeah because i was even thinking oh crace kind of counts I, like i was thinking yeah yeah kind of uh, counts yeah but, yeah crace was also like high up there that was <laughs> uh and honestly i really like on the other hand scorpius is all yeah is the ba- yeah, yeah i mean yes <laughs> yeah harvey <laughs> no. oh wow <laughs> no. i was gonna say jewel i really like jewel's arc what's your name Jilushko tonight, Fenta Havalis. <laughs> what do they call you for short? My whole name. And Sikosu. Sikosu Savala Shanti Sogesi Shanu. I won't say necessarily that I liked her arc, but she was a very refreshing sort of character on science fiction because she was uncompromising. Mm. Right? She. It wasn't that she utterly rejected. No, she did utterly reject the crew, but not out of preconception. She did, like, dip her toe into becoming part of this family and so nope, 
that's not for me. No, nope, we're not. No, very. We are not compatible. Yep. The ship will be dead soon. So let's see. Very fit movie. Moya crew member. In oh yeah. What are the fantasy? Joint eighth place. We have DRD eighteen twelve. Yeah. <laughs> that's my boy. <laughs> uh, Zan, Jewel, Aww. and Stark. Oh wow! Joint eighth. Yeah. Wow. In seventh place, joint uh, DRDs and Moya. All the DRDs and Moya. Okay. Just yes. DRDs in general, I guess. Yeah. Uh, with two percent of the vote. Uh, in sixth place, Chana with 6% of the vote. Mm. In fifth place, Dargo with 9% of the vote. In fourth place, Rigel with 16% of the vote. Oh, wow. And third place, Aaron with 19% of the vote. And in... Well, do you second. want the first or the second place first? Um, well, do the second one. Okay, 20% of the vote, Pilot, and 22% oh. of the vote, John. Just inched out ahead yes. there. Yes. <laughs> so John had probably like a l- late writing campaign or something along the lines. Oh, wait. If we, we could have split the vote by asking which John, and then Pilot would be on top. Do you love John Crichton? Right. Which one are they? Yes, totally. Right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's what, oh, you got to love two-party systems. Hey, I wonder if we did provide that option. Moya John, Talon John, or both. Yeah. Oof. I mean, Green John had the least amount of... Real time, I guess. I mean, depends on which one you can... There's a lot of standalone episodes. True. Wait, uh, am I getting it right? Moya John was was green. Oh, sorry. Then I mean Black John. Oh, okay. Dargo green or black? Well, the black, of course. I mean, far be it from me to say, but I've always thought that the cut of that green shirt doesn't suit the shape of your body. Black John sounds like a pirate. You can't say who the real one, because they're equal. Right, exactly. Equal and identical, I believe the phrase was that they used for that. And original. And tasty. Oh, yes, yeah. they're both the original. All right, for favorite Farscape episode, season one. Okay, I'm not going to do the entire line again, because that's way too... Uh... No, and we're doing a season four retrospective. So right, do you so... have a contender? Because if you if you need a reminder, there is a page with all the season four uh, uh, episodes. Oh, okay, so we'll go to season four then. Favorite, yeah. oh, no, uh, female, female and male, favorite Farscape episode, season two, character and villain. Sexiest character. Oh, that sounds like a good one. Natira. Blue eyes, so soft, very rare. What the frill is that? Oh no, wait, sorry, Axicor. You know your comrade. Tell me, which one of you does he care for most? <laughs> me, of course. Uh, sorry, yeah, John, John, John again as wins. Uh, oh, which, I know, right? Yeah, which John? USDA prime beef. But it's uh, yeah, uh, two Chana, three Aaron, four Chris, five Natira. Oh wow! Yeah, I love red eyes. Very sensual. Very unusual. Oh, wow. Six, Sikosa and Jelena, and seven, Jewel, Jewel, Rigel, Scorpius, Dargo, Cap, everybody else, basically. Everybody else. Okay, well, they sound like they're having the most fun in their hotel room yeah. orgy. <laughs> yeah. Favorite villain. Uh, first place, Scorpius. Yeah, yeah, of course. Of course. Second, Kreis. Then Braca oh. and Narita. Then uh, Greza and Furlough. Furlough! Yeah. yeah! You know, the ability to create a stable wormhole travels through space and time would be incredibly... Profitable. Probably. And, uh, Two episodes last... and a fucking legend. Durka, yeah. Betrayer. 
<laughs> <laughs> yes, how dare you? And Harvey is also in last place, among the last place. Oh, that's right. undeserved. No, I agree. All right, so favorite alien race. Ah, that the Nibari win that one. Followed oh, they by certainly the have like the hottest looks. Scarons, yeah. They look uh, like an aha music video. Yes, Delvians, pilots. Oh yeah, we have some Hanerians, multiple. Leviathans, and then it starts becoming uh, loads of loads of different uh, the obscure places. Ones. Yeah, like uh, like the 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 Hanji. Hanji, I don't believe you. What's a Hanji? Oh, Who's I'm those? a sweet transvestite. Oh, oh yeah, do you remember they're, they're, the... they're in shared tenth place? <laughs> you want the show. Or maybe even the uh, the very last new creature that we saw. Oh yeah, the the, the pilot from uh, Planet uh, Kajaga. Kajaga. Yeah. I was going to say yes. I was going to say Planet uh, Spa, but uh. <laughs> yeah, like this was in the in the Visual Companion book. David Kemper was fulsome in his praise of Dave Elsie, and Dave Elsie was equally as fulsome in his praise of the, the the team. Like they were both delighted that while it sucked to get cancelled. It was kind of awesome for Farscape to, to get cancelled on a moment where a brand new alien is introduced. It's like absolutely mind-blowing. It was an original creation with absolutely no direction from... Uh, uh, he was just like, go nuts? Yep. <laughs> this was just something that the team came up with. Like he had this idea of like puzzle piece people uh, with yeah. sort of variable too pain many, loud. Too many eyes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the far favorite Farscape episode season four. Well, what's, what's yours? Well, the oh, oh gosh, let me. Yeah. All right. Well, this is like okay. The the poll is only for the first eleven episodes because those. Oh happened, wow! Yes. Because when the poll was uh, in, only eleven episodes had been aired. So. Okay, so it's, we'll it's only the first, just, it's only the first the half of the season. Season. All right. So, so that gets us up to Earth. So he claims to be a human from a planet called Earth. That gets us up to yes, unrealized reality part one. Time. Sup. Oh, so not, yeah, just barely, barely hovering yeah. over Earth, what turns out to be 1970-something, 80-something. Right. So then they knew that, yeah, just before the season break. Okay, season four started off quite different from what we've been seeing in season three. With being, yes. I won't say more, much more episodal, but yeah, trying to make it more accessible for a uh, an audience which hadn't been uh, watching it from the beginning. Yep, that, uh, was the, that was the goal. So there was like... Like looking at the list, it kind of like all the episodes feel a little bit more detached from each other, even though the the plot obviously was still progressing. Uh, yes, uh, with no, what we absolutely. Were doing. And there was even uh, one that, in retrospect, I once again completely forgot. Natural election, the one with the space plant. <laughs> right. Yes. yes. I keep forgetting that it exists. The one where they have to shoot the plant off Moya and that. Uh, uh, yeah, and stick Rigel's butt through a, as a cork. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I think my strongest. Contenders are Coup by Clam. Oh, uh, did I forget to mention not to share the quetel mollusks? Uh, they're to be eaten whole. Oh, the wild one. Which was fun. As well. Yeah. And I mean, but the other one. But I think the, the, from, from the first half of the season, it definitely goes to John Quixote. Just once. Just once it'd be nice to go sideways. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. great. Ben Browder behind the pen there. And uh, yeah, and Chian, him and Chian are really playing well of each other. Love that. Oh, mine's going to go to... <sighs> Kubai Clam is very tempting. Um, oh, of course, I Shrink, Therefore I Am is also really high up there. That's the one with the Karishi bounty hunters and the, yeah. their shrink ray. Oh, yes, of course, yes. 
super hot, but also like Rigel's screed against Sikozu's observation that, hey, shrinking doesn't make any sense. But I simply cannot comprehend how Neither can I. Who cares? We're here, they did it, and that's that. You consider yourself intelligent? Yes, I do. Then stop behaving like a child. I am not a child. No, you're an infant. You've studied, but you haven't experienced. You know nothing of life. And you do? I've been around long enough to know how ignorant I am. I don't assume the universe obeys my preconceptions. <laughs> but I know a thrilling fact when it hits me in the face. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, but it clearly did happen, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, which was truly excellent. But, uh, it even had, like, promises, which was very good. But my favourite is Lava's a Many Splendid Thing. Really? On the Lava Planet, yes. Oh. Uh, more bad news. Same dream, different planet. Yeah, we're trapped. Again. With the piles of puke and and Naranti doing his thing because it's just rollicking fun. Well, it does have the scene where Naranti does the mental uh, imaging of the guys. The amazing dance. Yes. So cool. And the full Monty. Uh, Yes. (laughs) Okay, so let's have a look-see. You said uh, lava's a many splendid thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fifth place, 8% of the vote. Oh, not too bad. Let's see. uh, Coop by Clam was... uh, Seventh place. Oh, I'm surprised. Together with natural election, 5% of the vote. Wait, wow. Yeah. The utterly forgettable, oh no, that's probably mean. There's probably (laughs) a lot of fun to be had there. And let's see, therefore, um, uh, third place, I shrink to for I am, 13% of the vote. Second place, 23% of the vote, unrealized reality, which I, in retrospect, yes, also... Oh, yeah, actually, hold on. Also damn good, yeah. (laughs) Really, really good. Uh, And in first place, uh, John Quixote, with 27% of the vote. So, like, a quarter of all the people in the vote preferred that episode as the uh, best one in first first half of the uh, season four. Okay, I'm actually coming back from my vote now. And it's not because I've, I've heard any episode here that I think that's better than, than Lava's a Many Splendid Thing. Yeah. But because, like you, I just didn't think about Unrealized Reality as an episode. And I also didn't think about Crichton Kicks, the first episode. Mm-hmm. As a, and that's, I actually yeah. really kind of love that. Crichton Kicks is awesome. You've got, the, got 2% of the vote. The, the, oh, okay. <laughs> it's got him. You want some of this? Yeah. Grade A final American beef. Come on, come on, damn you! Of course, got, yes. And, and in the beard, and it's got the 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 reunion. Uh, Rigel with his uh, with his shiner. Everybody sort of stumbling back after after trying to make it on their own. I actually, mine's going to go to Crichton Kicks. I really loved it. Okay, there you go. So yes, to, uh, part two of season two. Though there's no poll to to, to support. There us. is no, no, no. So part two, and then we'll have to see if the second half wins or not. I, which I guess it's very hard not to. But uh, okay, so we've got Kansas, which was fun. Oh, Kansas! Uh, yeah. Kansas was really good. I liked yeah. that a lot. That was uh, <laughs> yes, no, bite me. That's all I need to know. S S. This girl is slow. Let's see. Twice shy was a bit of a bottle episode with the spider lass. What is sexy? Oh, a girl as beautiful as you shouldn't shouldn't have to ask that. Sexy is um, sexy. You like sexy? 
let's see, mental as anything. It had its moments, but generally speaking, I wasn't too keen on it. Tasmata with Katoya. Macton deserves to die! Also very much a bottle show. Yeah, um, and it had the weird... Like, the pajamas were... The pajamas odd. were fine, you know, that's I don't care about that. It was more like the the weird antagonism between... Uh, uh, that was was or was not created between uh, What's-His-Face and the our, our cast. Who, uh, you know, the, the, the guy who was specifically there to piss off uh, Rigel and the guy who was oh, yeah. uh, who had his beef with uh, yeah, Dargo. Never, never clear whether that was, like, accidental or right. intentional. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Then there's... Um, okay. The We're So Screwed trilogy as well. Right. Bring Home the Beacon was very good. Yep. Uh, That's mine. Girls' Night. Zell Power. Yep. Oh yeah, it was it was amazing, and also like introducing Akna and the and the the the, the sort of huge political moves that were being introduced, mm-hmm. and the introduction of the striker. Oh, they only heard it. Do you hear that? Certainly do. Unusual sonic pattern. Double winged. Sounds like a striker. I agree. Oh, so, yes. uh, you know, these these weird energy. Oh yeah, and then we find out later that it has a unique propulsion system. Like, hmm, mm, hand me that. Let's see. That wasn't uh, okay. Let's see what else we got. Constellation of Doubt was wild. Uh, that was with the television. Oh, the, yes, the television. Oh, yeah. That was a tricky episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll put it like that. Um, <laughs> let's see. Prayer was interesting. That was like had a lot of so Scorpius versus yeah, and especially with the uh, Bizarro Universe uh, people being mistreated. Let's put it like that. Yeah. <laughs> This is how this is how Scorpius gets things done. Right. And of course, an absolute tour de force for uh, uh, Aaron uh, Claudia yeah, sorry, Black. Claudia yeah. Black. Yes, I mean, yeah, they were like they were going to die anyway. We know that. So, but that still doesn't make it right to like mistreat them the way they were. But you know, yeah. on the other hand, it's like the least evil, the small, the least evil, I guess. And like, this is what John brought Scorpius for. True, true, true. Uh, he can get things done that that John historically hasn't. Uh, we're so screwed. Was fun because Noranti got to uh, do her thing. It's like, oh no, no, I actually released the Deadly Plague. Oh, like- poor Noranti! <laughs> like it's a, it's a really good season, isn't it? It is. It's, it's from, got a, yeah. it's got some bangers in it. We went to Earth. Like it's it really like it's is, a, right? It's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's not, not quite fair because I literally just finished it editing that uh, uh, that podcast episode for a bad timing. So <laughs> that's, that one's the freshest in my memory, of course. But, no, but that was the that was the case because it had been renewed for the fourth and fifth season. Yeah, and there was no plan to finish on the on the fourth season. Um, but like, there was a significant jump in cost from season three to to season four. Yeah, that I think was. I mean, it went. I don't think it went HD, but it did go to uh, 720p and was filmed in widescreen, you know, mm-hmm. more, uh, a more future-proof format. Right, and they seem to be they're a little bit more gregarious with the sets and everything. Yeah, yeah. And so there was a real attempt to to sort of reintroduce the show and make it accessible to, to new audiences, which didn't wind up materializing. And uh, it may have to do with, like, Stargate growing in popularity. Right. But then, okay, so... So... There were, so uh... Ben uh, Browder and Claudia Black jump ship to start. <laughs> they were eventually invited on. Well, this is many years later, but like there are there are very many perspectives on the uh, uh, on the cancellation. The official party line was that it oh it was just too expensive and the ratings weren't strong enough to. We really did want to continue, said Bonnie Hammer, president of uh, of Sci Fi, which nobody. Like nobody completely believed. It is a little bit corporate bullshit. Right. But so there was a like 
Sci-Fi Channel wants to really reduce costs mm-hmm. uh, for the next season, so they suggested doing a 13-episode season, which we were trying to do with all of their series. Okay. To get a 13-episode season. like I mean, that's ultimately where we wind up going, right? Right. I mean, a lot of uh, TV is, done, uh, is doing that now again. Yeah. Like moving away from the old-style 80s and 90s, where, yeah, you had a season, which a show was on a half year and off a half year, basically. Yeah. And now it's yeah going more to, like, 11, 12, 13, yep. as opposed to, like, you know, British TV. Well, uh, yes, which had one weekend's worth of episodes per decade. Right. I mean, like, what's the difference between a UK and an American detective series? I don't know. American series, they solve six crimes per episode. In a UK detective series, they solve one crime per six episodes. Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> At the same time, there was a lot of sort of ownership finagling, like the, the Henson Company had a new owner, like EMTV or something, some European uh, financial consortium. And there was some weird hardball being played between these various parties yeah. because they, some of them wanted more episodes for international syndication and some of them wanted lower costs and some of them wanted... Like, and like the way David Kemper described it, like there were two weeks where he was pretty sure that the show was getting, getting cancelled. And then there was two weeks where he was definitely sure that it was going to be a fifth season. Uh-huh. And like it was just a torturous period where ultimately... Yeah, he could, couldn't really do and say anything. He just had to... Uh make it work and keep going and like tr- keep lobbying, I guess, to keep the show going. Yeah, and, <clears throat> and calling with all of these various uh, these factors, the studio, the financier, the network, the broadcasters, to, to try and figure out and keep each of them happy. And I think finally it was like the financiers who owned the Henson Company mm-hmm. sort of tried to play, tried to big dog Sci-Fi Channel and then Sci-Fi Channel backed out or the other way around. Right. Hmm. Okay. Shame. It was, yes, exactly. Like it was all solvable. But the Save Farscape campaign got in there early. So these announcements came in just as the, the, the first part of season two was finished, before, or season four was finished, right. just before the second part of season four started airing. And it was thanks to the effort of the Save Farscape campaign that, at the very least, when the sets were struck, they weren't destroyed. Ah, uh, yes. The most significant ones, and very importantly, the props were put into storage. Right, as opposed to the normal procedure, which is like, scrap it? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Because storage for sets of that size is very expensive. You have to yes. buy a new warehouse for all of it. Mostly, yeah. I mean, it's interesting that they would destroy the props because, like, I mean, there's a long-standing tradition of props from certain movies and TV series showing up in other ones. Oh, sorry. Yeah, they go into a big bucket where anyone right. can pick from them. And yeah. you don't get them back, though, because uh, they get repainted yeah. oh, and, that's, yeah. and distressed. So, you no, you can't get them back once they go in the bucket. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so let us see. Oh um, yes, we had a we had a thing that we were doing. Did you? Did you? Did we? Yeah. Which was your favorite episode? Oh, of I thought I said. I, I thought. Oh, you I, picked one already. I thought I said. I thought I said it was bad. I had to go with bad timing. Oh, oh, oh! Sorry, I thought you said bad timing as a sort of theme for the entire oh, well, uh, series, and that's why I, I mean that's into, why they, that's why they called it the episode bad timing. It was yes. originally meant to be called something something else. Uh, no turning back. That's it. Yeah, and then they went like bad. Oh, bad timing is probably a better one. <laughs> oh, amazing! You and your timing. Your timing is terrible. And mine was bringing home the beacon because girls' night. I loved it so much. Yes. But actually, I mean, that's, like, when, that's just the first time we see Grazer. No, no, of course. No, 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 no. She's no. introduced yeah, way at the course, beginning. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yes, As uh, Rebecca Riggs, a fantastic Mrs. character. M- uh, Captain uh, Commandant, Commandant Cleavage, yes, with her <laughs> boob sweats, with uh, mystical pro- uh, properties. Oh, and the, uh, yeah, I think of all the villains, she probably treats Crichton the worst. I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, 
Yeah. Depends on, depends on by what metric you judge it, I guess. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> we have we have no knowledge to uh, to base that on, fortunately, happily. Yeah. Uh, but, hey, this season was all about closing the door to Earth. Like, a season five, as you can tell from where the where the show was going, was yeah. going to feature the Scarons in a, in a, in a very major way. Mm-hmm. So they were being really uh, set up here and after having been gradually introduced. But season four is like main thrust was to force Crichton to make the choice between Earth home or... and the girl, basically. Right, yeah. Which, I, I just listened to the uh, uh, the commentary track for uh, for Bad Timing, which was filmed after the series was uh, was completed. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, after, I think, the miniseries was even filmed with David Kemper, Ben Browder, and Claudia Black. And they talk about, like, it, it sounds sort of silly and even a bit misogynistic to say that a, a dude has to choose between home and the girl. But taking it more broadly, when, when a person marries, sometimes they move far away from their home. Like, very they much. leave their yeah, home country, state. Yeah. And that's a, that's a choice that one, one has to make. And you, you just don't come back from that. Right? No. No, you can never go home again, is what they say. Even if you do go there, it's like it's never the same anymore yeah so which i mean which actually comes out very good in bad timing like when he's like talking to his father it's like yeah you, yeah. you realize like okay yeah this is not i mean it already happens in uh of course in uh in, terra firma. In, 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 uh, yeah kansas and terra firma yeah that when he starts to learn yeah this is not the earth that i left and Things i'm not the man who oh, that, left that too the earth, yeah. right he's no longer compatible with this place either and aaron for her for her sake either she tries yeah. She really does try. And, yeah, given the different circumstances, she probably would have gone to Earth with him. Yes. So, she would have made it work. Yeah. So, but I think probably not by fully assimilating, right? No. I, I think a lot about her coming to the Crichton sister's home and, like, returning the box of clothes that she was given to borrow while she's wearing her leathers. And she thought, this is just more me. doesn't feel like me, yeah. Yeah, yeah. which fully respect. It didn't suit you, huh? Oh, no, it's not that. It's just... I'm more comfortable in these. It's what I am, I guess. <laughs> and I bought the books as well. I really appreciate it. Everything. And then in the end, he has to... You've got an awful lot of that rain stuff here, don't you? <laughs> I like it. Like, had she never been deployed planetside before? Or is well, rain she, was she was a pilot, so I guess maybe not. Oh, yeah, that's not. true. Yeah, which makes you wonder what makes her such a good assassin. Yeah. But, you know. Oh, I was recently given a gift oh. by our beloved listener, Ruth, and I'll, and I'll send it to you. What it is, it's a rip of a promotional CD-ROM. In, in the early season one, that was distributed. So there's a few video clips oh, and like very nice, yeah. descriptions of the, the characters. And it included for Aaron Sun that she's a member of the Icarian company Plies Our Regiment. Officer Aaron Sun. Special Peacekeeper Commando, Icarian company Plies Our Regiment. And that the plies are are the plies are sent in first. They're always at the front, first in, last out. Okay, and I don't really see anything from. But that's no, supposedly but, but where because we her. never see her in her native element. Really, only on the rare occasion that they are in uh, peacekeeper territory, they're either infiltrating or captured. So we really we do get hey the the flashback the way we weren't. True. But that's always in a spacecraft. Exactly. That's always about very personal stuff. No action, no deployment, nothing, nothing right, like that. Right, yeah. Yeah, I wonder if she ever has set foot on a planet before she must have done. Oh, I don't know. Fascinating. Yeah, it might just not have been raining, I guess. I mean, there's lots of places where it doesn't seem to rain very often. Yeah, they seem to do all right. Like where Furlough lives or... Uh, yep. 
all the commerce planets seem to be mainly underground. You know, you land in the spaceport. It's like the ship goes into the hangar. You walk to the bu- to the bar. Oh yes, uh, the bar of yes, the planet and, and <laughs> the marketplace. <laughs> oh, I do love commerce planets. But yeah, then the series ends with John closing that door and wishing them luck. Like I still think about. Uh, oh, they talked about that. Ben Browder and David Kemper about that final scene. Hello. Hey, Dad. John, where are you? Serenity Base. Serenity Base? Yeah, the moon. Which um, Kent McCord's part had been filmed Mm -hmm. during Terra Firma and was locked in. And then the show had changed and, like, other emotions had to be brought to the fore. And Ben Browder talked about how, like, he was so impressed with Kent McCord's performance. Like, it was so heartfelt and heart-wrenching. But when he was on the set, like... There were wind machines, for some reason, blowing around to, I don't know, to, to, to give some sort mm. of sense of weightlessness to his, his suit. Oh, okay. And he had fans going inside his, uh, his helmet that were really whirring really loudly. Oh, it's, yeah. And then from 100 yards away with a megaphone, there was like Peter Andrikidis or uh, I think it was the, uh, the assistant director sort of yelling Kent McCord's line. Lines. I love you. I love you, son! I love you, Dad. I love you too, Dad. You're the heart and soul of my life, son. You're the heart and soul of my life! <laughs> wow. So, the fact that he too got a sort of heart-wrenching performance out of that under those circumstances <laughs> is a testament to uh, the extreme fortitude that Australia instills in its in its even visiting actors. And of course, Brent Bowder's talent as an actor. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I just, just mentioning Australia reminded me that we got some messages from some of our beloved listeners. Right. Oh, I was going to say, did we get any questions? We got a couple. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a, a... I also didn't like announce it earlier on enough, I think, but I got a few messages that I, uh, that I wanted to share with you. Right. We'll start with uh, with one from Sarah. Now, this was a direct message that she sent to me, which I'm not entirely sure was meant to be read on air, but I, I can't resist, and you're, you're about to understand why. Sarah says, Hi, thank you so much for your podcast. A really cute guy and I started talking about Farscape, and he got me on the podcast. And now I'm listening and using it as a reason to try to talk and flirt with him. So say hi to Nathan for me. <laughs> hi, Nathan. Hi, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that lovely? That is lovely, yes. Twenty years after this uh, this series concludes, and it's still bringing people together. Ah, oh, I mean, I guess they're going to have the uh, experience that uh, we've been having. That yes, like, exactly. uh, one person who's a great long-standing fan, and the other person getting to uh, see it for the first time. Yes. yes. Oh, and we have one from Rick from the Delta Quadrant. Ah who uh, used the synopsis Dropbox and mentioned it's not a, 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 a synopsis. And Rick says, Kia ora, kaki and kei. So he's from New Zealand. Yeah. Right? That's, the, that's a, a, a Maori greeting. Or I should right. say Aotearoa, uh-huh. the correct name of, uh, of New Zealand. Congrats on getting to the end of season four. I just wanted to let you know that I really enjoy the podcast. I've been listening since the beginning. Wow. Farscape is literally the best thing ever, and it's great to hear two people who appreciate it almost as much as I do. <laughs> Thank you for laughing at my synopses. And by the way, I come from a land far away in the Delta Quadrant, yeah, where adventure is, pronoun- <laughs> is pronounced adventure, and so it naturally rhymes with dementia. Okay. <laughs> and he says, best of luck with your future projects. <laughs> Cheers, Rick from the Delta Quadrant. Thank you so much for that. Yes, thank you for all your, your many limericks and contributions to, uh, to our program. And now we actually have a few questions. All right, bring it on. These come from Black Rain. Thank you, Black Rain. 
If you had the chance to go to the Farscape universe or just that section of the universe where it's based, would you? Ooh. Uh, and, and, and there's also specifications like, would you want to live in that section of space with those kinds of aliens? And if you could have a spaceship to travel around in? I guess none of the places are on their own enough that I would just want to live for the rest of my life. Well, maybe the, the, the purple pan people I was planet. just thinking about this. <laughs> like, eating just crab and going swimming all day and like yeah. learning to do cool dances yeah that's not, that that wouldn't be too bad but yeah and being swept up in a religious power struggle and fervor maybe maybe not that fair true look around dargo there's a lot worse places since i left my home i've been hunted beaten locked up shanghai shot at I've had alien creatures in my face, up my nose, inside my brain, down my pants. This is the first time. First place. Where I found peace. Yes, I would think I'd like to go there, but yes, probably only if I got to travel around. So maybe yeah. have maybe have a little talon around or something. Oh oh <laughs> my god. <laughs> That would be an, that would be an interesting journey. Mm. I think I'd do okay on the breakaway colonies. Try him. He seems to love kissing. Which one's that? Uh, look at the princess. Oh yes. Oh no, no. Just like a slightly modern medieval world with lots of kissing. I mean, I am never leaving this world. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear yourself? <laughs> yeah. No. Right. <laughs> I mean, we've no idea what life is there like for regular people. That's that's always a problem with uh, with these kinds of shows. We see a very narrow sliver. Yes, we only see what it's like in the bar. Uh, the bar. Oh, yeah, so definitely not Litigara, the planet of lawyers. Certain Litigarans, specifically those with blue eyes, are very careful not to go out on such nights. The burn they get is very painful. Party planet? Party planet. Huh. Oh, what happened? What didn't happen? Oh, God, there were girls, right? Feathered chicks, the, the Rainbow Coalition. Girls, breasts, blue breasts, green breasts, I don't know. All I know is they spiked our drinks and took our money. They rolled us? Yeah, they rolled us. Now, there is the extremely dark edge of, of the, the, yeah, the, the, the sexist crime scumbags, and the, yeah. and, the, and the bodily abuse, but... and. The people being drugged at parties and just the absolute I mean, that worst ha- part. That happens here as well, so that's you, ca- you can't call that indicative of the entire <laughs> no, planet. No, they do have excellent fashion sense. That's, yeah, there's that. Mm-hmm. Although apparently it's very cold on the beaches there during the parties. So. Hell, even Australia has its winter. Yeah. Uh, let's see other places that we would like to. That I would like to. This visit. is fascinating. Yeah. Kyvan's uh, shop. Don't go empty-handed. I want to give you this. Now that's a better image, don't you think? There's a lot of shopping. Everybody just right. loves shopping. Everybody's always shopping, yes. Like you're buying weird paintings. We're buying uh, everything stuff that you're not really supposed to dip your fingers in. There's like, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, that Delvian colony with the, the trigger pods. This trigger pod is mythic. Oh, you say it's got vegetables? Uh, I know. It uh, also, power struggle. Yeah, and- exactly. More of that. Definitely not the planet where they uh, mine the chick, chuck and oil. We're going to celebrate. It's rest day tomorrow. Like, uh, thank God it's Friday again. Uh, yeah. yeah. Definitely not that one. No, because they did get they did sort of liberated at the end, but you know the PKs are... Yeah, they're coming back. If that's where they get their gun oil from, then... Oof. Yeah. 
Not Dambada, way too hot. Well, if we go straight out that way, there's a truly outstanding expanse of sand. Sand, eh? Just as much as you could want. There are plenty of things I want at the moment. Sand isn't one of them. I mean, there's like a That's couple of... those planets. Couple, yeah. The settlement looks kind of like fun, you know? Well, with lots of uh, varied it people. It's a Burning Man kind of way, yeah. Yeah. It's a bit Tatooine-esque, if anything, you know? Kind of rough around the edges, but... Uh, yeah, with, uh, yeah. Lot, lots of hot weather and, like, weird people running around. Uh, I mean, then there's the ghost, pl- the, the planet of the dead people, which is also not a very fun one. God, it doesn't understand. We want the stone. <laughs> uh, no, I don't want to go anywhere dark. No. Right, so also the... No, um, taking stone, the the taking stone planet, also not very nope. good. Wouldn't really want to live on a dead budong. It's got these pustule things filled with acid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got it. We got that one. It ain't edible. Ah. <laughs> oh. Uh, or a dead leviathan or a dead Le- yeah there's loads of creepy places so yeah. actually it's not that nice there is it it really <laughs> it isn't <laughs> and then you've got the tormented space which has actually had a few nice planets did it oh i think so i mean did they have nice planets moya and talon are pretty dark unless True. you get traltics where there's more light. I need more light! Oh, yes, but that was like flying through like a solar cluster or whatever it was. Uh, but yeah, no, I guess not. This is depressing to think about. Like this show that I love so much and it's taken us to all these places and we actually don't want to... Go there, no, it's like... But yes, I mean... Because it's so perilous. Everything, yeah. Everything's always miserable. No, we wouldn't necessarily have to be. Because I like, mean, I'd hope that no insane military commanders would be chasing us. I was going to say, like, how hard can it be to avoid, but it's happened to John, like, three times. Yeah, well, they're all kind of related. Yeah, it's just an endless series. So it, it starts off, insane military commander. You charged my brother's prowler in that white death pot of yours. Wait a minute, you, you talking about that near miss I had the first minute I got here? That, that was an accident. There was no near miss for my brother. Then the next one. That man... Then the next one. You continue to amaze me. And honestly, I think if season five had, had happened, it would have been military been, ac- uh, machna. Yes, probably. To separate me from my lover. The, the war minister. So it just, it just keeps going. Mm. I don't know if it's safe for us as squishy humans. So that's why I'm still thinking breakaway colonies. It's a whole world designed for your rutting instincts. I mean, if you had to go there, then yeah, that would definitely... Plants of the, the planet of the purple plant people. That's you? That's yeah. if I had to go there, then that just would be like, if you had yeah, dropped me off barbecue. there, yeah, I'd be down with that. All right. I guess we'll just take hop a back wo- and forth sometimes. Take up wood carving or something. and. Uh, oh, yeah. I bet whittling is a, is a good one. <laughs> so, yes. Okay. More, more questions. Yes. Thank you, Black Red. Next question is, who has been your favorite alien uh, slash alien species so far, and who's been the least favorite? Oh, well, did we just cover that during the... I think a little bit. So, like, my... My little sort of complicated feelings for Axicore and yes. in general. I'm, I'm sure that this is an interesting episode to listen to for the person who actually named themselves Axicore. So uh, you're welcome for that. Ah, yes. Uh, let's see where uh, is Kawishi. it. Let's have a quick look at, the, at how this polled. Uh, oh, wait, there's a, there's a poll for that. No, not for aliens. But I'm just like trying to look at the... Uh, I'm kind of surprised that you didn't mention Namtar. Oh, whoa! <laughs> Namtar. Wow. That is a blast from the past. Yeah, the uh, the DNA mad scientist with his uh, with his kangaroo legs and his very curious propensity for uh, upgrading himself. I have temporarily turned my nervous setters from pain to pleasure. I mean, is aliens even the right word to use? 
when there is a single human. Yeah. Or, sorry, one and a half well, he humans. He's American, so that makes perfect sense. Oh, God. Yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> it's like, I'm not, I'm not the alien. Everybody else is the alien. Check out the critter. Critter? Critter? What's your problem? Sorry. The fence is not taken. Right, but in a, in a world where, like, oh, everybody's from different species, aren't they just called people? I think so, point? yes. No, totally. Um, because there are... Let me see. In total, there are 78 human chromosomes in this entire section of the universe. Mm. Honey, give me a break. I'm weak. I'm human. I'm a guy. So here we have, yes, there was a poll about favorite alien race. Oh, whoa. Uh, number one in the polling is Nabari, which I'm kind of like oh, yeah. leaning towards. Although that's mainly because of Chiana uh, and that other hottie. But in general, Nary. the Nabari are very unpleasant people. So yes. But so, their rebels yes. do look amazing. Oh, yes, absolutely. The, 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 the look is fantastic. But, yeah, it's kind of amazing that the Nabari didn't wind up being developed as a, a major antagonist. But I guess, like, that could have also happened with Traltics, could have happened with a few others, I think. Yes, let's see. I, had, I mean, the Vokarian blood trackers were pretty good, too. You look so bickish. Why don't you fell off? Hmm? I would have found it by now if it wasn't for you clumping around behind me. Oh, in hindsight, they were really fun. Yes. They did do the torture on Dargo, though. True. But again, that's like you could bring that down to personal thing. But yeah, I love how, like, again, in the, in, the, in the magazine, there was a, uh, a little thing about the best trackers in the world, but not too bright. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, ah, oh, we'll split the money, 70-40. 70-40? Yeah. Okay, 80-40. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yes, which they kind of then agreed to. Uh, let's see what else we got. Uh, yeah, and I also love that the, like, she already does the, 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 the sniffing. Rorke, or Rourke, I think, is the female, uh-huh. does all the sniffing and the, and the tracking in that episode already, and it's yeah. just not mentioned. No. It would be easy to overlook the scent of Hynerian and... Dalvian, beneath the mask of Nabari on you. <laughs> Let's see, there was the Charids, which, yeah, whatever. Uh, Bannock, meh. Scarons. Scarons, yeah. I mean, Played. I wouldn't call them the, my favourite aliens, you know? I mean, they, they're good villains, and but I wouldn't call well, them... What's, f- I mean, depends what's on what... favourite? Again, what, yeah, yeah, like we said before, what metric are we, are we judging them by? Like how they look, how they like that you cool. would like to hang out with, or that you'd like to right. Netflix and chill with, if that's your thing, no, yes. or that. Like I, I think the Scarons are really interesting. Mm. Like we've got some really interesting. But I like, wouldn't want to hang out with them. No, exactly. I, yeah. I don't want any of that. And I, I mean, I was going to say I don't want to Netflix and chill with them, but hey, that's kind of a limited perspective. I might be able to do it. You don't know what they're into. True. I'm not talking about the sex thing. That was great, but I'm not talking about it. I Mivonks mean, are not external, so maybe they're doing not, interesting no. stuff. I mean, as for Netflix and chill without the innuendo, mm. I mean, the person I'd most want to do that with is pilot. Pilot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was just waiting then, for you to get to the P so I could say, yeah. pilot along with you. I don't get out much, so I read. It's like popcorn, Netflix, and just like, yeah. And just have a giant holographic screen in his uh, in his camera, and like, oh, look at this bit. And what would you? Hey, what would you? What would you show, pilot? Oh, jeez. I, mean, I mean, I've been showing you Farscape. What would be a pilot alley? What would be pilot? I think you'd want to go. Oh, oh, I have a suggestion. Yeah, flying doctors. That would be. I mean, I was going to go towards something like Yellowstone or. Uh, oh right. 
just like yeah something with beautiful i mean interesting character dramas with beautiful landscape planetary Vistas, landscape yeah. which is something that pilot doesn't get to see a lot i mean he sees like everything going in between so you wouldn't want to see him shown star wars or anything uh but, right right so yeah it's just like like i said like interesting character dramas uh, or series with with very beautiful scenery that's the kind of Aww. stuff that I think well, would go down well with Pilot. I think so, too. And then you'd also have, like, D&D sessions with, with all the DRDs. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, the DRDs can be, the, like, the, the, the little miniatures. Oh, I think they can be players. Uh, I think. Okay, maybe. Goblins. <laughs> Kobolds, I think Kobolds. you're talking about. Goblins, cobbles, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we've got one more question from, uh, from Black Rain. Squeaking in, uh, Black Rain really put, uh, put the thinking cap on there. Mm. With the end of Farscape coming close to its end, have you all thought about what you want to work on next, or are you taking a break? <laughs> <laughs> well, now that's a bit of a uh, uh, well, I won't say a loaded question, but um... so yeah, we have we have thought about it, we have talked about it, we have a we have a plan that you'll hear more about pretty soon. Yes, for the people who would still like to listen to the two of us natter on about TV programs, which won't be Farscape. <laughs> no, although it was a it was a real idea. To do a rewatch, yes. <laughs> yeah. What do we do after watching Farscape? Well, we do what the rest of the fans have always done, just watch it again. Imagine having to sell a podcast onto someone. What is the podcast about? It's two dudes watching Farscape. Oh, that could be fun for the second time. It's like... <laughs> Wait, yeah, they already made 100 episodes, and now they're making another 100 episodes with the entire series. But again, maybe if our fans would like to start a Save So Farscape campaign. (laughs) They've already done the Patreon. They've already shown their their support, and we are are definitely finishing, obviously, this uh, this series. Oh, that reminds me of, uh, uh, I think it's a New Zealand podcast. That's where I learned the term Aotearoa. Uh, because it was used by the hosts and, uh-huh. the, and, the, and the Maori greeting, Kia ora. Yeah. The worst idea of all time, yeah. where the two New Zealand hosts watch the same movie every week. Oh, I heard about and that. Review yeah. it with, and it's just like an existential crisis drawn out over a year. Like, I, I, I How many episodes on, are there? Oh, uh, so if you look on, on Wikipedia, I think it's like uh, annual or like, uh, yes, yes, oh. they did one a year. So it started with Sex and the City 2 every weekend for a year. And then it was like Step Brothers or oh, like wow. Meet and, the Fockers 2. And they actually watched the movie every they, time. Yep. And they the, watched is, the whole it, thing. Is the is commentary recorded while they're make, watching the movie? Uh, or no, is they, afterwards? Come in, they come in afterwards. So they have to sit through the whole movie. thing. All right. So they can't distract themselves by. Uh, <laughs> nope. Oh, man. That must. They even done live episodes where the audience also has to sit through it. Yeah. I mean,. I'm uh, nothing but admiration for that kind of dedication. Yep. <laughs> and so, like, if you look on Wikipedia, you see, like, so season one, it was that one. Season two was that one. For the third and final season, it was this movie. Fourth season, it was that one. <laughs> <laughs> Again. Yeah, they oh, came back. Wow. They came back. <laughs> like, yes, we've watched this movie 52 times. Let's watch it another 52 times. And and now, together with the McElroy brothers, they're doing uh, Till Death Do Was Blart, an annual podcast once a year for American Thanksgiving. They watch Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. Okay, I've never even heard of and that. And review it together. Very good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, a film that uh, I think none of them have seen Paul Blart 1. Okay, that makes, yeah, you know, that's the kind of thing that you would probably want to do. And then you can make all sorts of assumptions about what happened and like make yeah, exactly. up your own little backstory. And Like uh, Werner Herzog you- when, he, when he made Bad Lieutenant 2 Port of Call New Orleans. Not having seen Bad Lieutenant 1, which he considered unnecessary for his filmmaking process. 
So yes, we don't want to turn our podcast into the worst idea of all time. So we're we're going to do something else. It's going to stay in space and it's going to stay joyous. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> so thank you for those questions. So I've got I've got one more one more thing. Yes. Um I've got Is it points? I should have done the points. Um, We're going to get a lot of mileage out of our little uh, DRD bleep again. (laughs) I had to use it quite a bit last episode, too. Was it me? (laughs) I'm sorry. No, we should we should save the final points for the final final okay. episode. Like yeah. when we no, when we do enough. part Other, two. Otherwise, it'll be a little bit too. Uh, yeah, the, the, yeah. not, not enough margin in the uh, the last two episodes, I guess, to work with. So we wouldn't. And I already to... asked you, like, if you want to make predictions yeah. for what's gonna what's gonna come next, and it's kind of tricky. It's Star. It's Star Trek. It's, it's so Farscape. Farscape. You've got Star Trek on the yeah, brain. It's Farscape. So it's like, yeah. I mean, it can go in, anywhere and everywhere. That's that's the joy of it, and. Yeah, like you said, it's what's set up for a season a season of Scarens. Yeah. And, you know, if they got to do two uh, miniseries of two hour and a half long episodes, you know, that, that should give them enough room to tie up any loose ends that they want to tie up and yeah. to, uh, yeah, throw in enough new stuff that they uh, that they can. I mean, we have the the new aliens which showed up. It should, sounds like a shame that they wouldn't use that again. If, oh, you know how Farscape is. Right. You know, cool things just show up and then never come back. Again. Yeah, I mean, just like it's going to end up with them sitting in control on more. You're kind of like, wow, wasn't that weird? Like how we got like shot into shards, and then after they exp- we explained the problem, they were kind enough to vacuum us up and put us back together again. <laughs> because remember, this is a universe where people get turned to stone without any problem on a regular basis. So- Looking at his face, I wouldn't call that a- that it-, it was without a problem. Well. <laughs> <laughs> That's because he was a human and not a Sebastian. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. And you can just have the head cut off and floating in. Exactly. And acid and we figured it out. And lose a few pounds. I mean, that was an interesting way to lose. Like you, you get yourself turned into a stone then you'll get like acid dipped a little bit, lose a few pounds and then you get okay, turned Okay, but back. I don't want to lose the outside pounds of my body. Yeah, fair point. Right? Yeah. There's, not, there's not specific regions that, that one's okay with losing. But okay, how about a quiz? All right. To Bring close it. us off. Bring it. Now I've got three options. Yep. So I'm going to start with the uh, the first one, and we'll just answer some questions until you can you can sort of nope out of this quiz if you think they're too hard or too easy, and then okay. we'll try the other one. Oh, okay. Let's do it like that. All right. So one. This one comes from oh, it's come from WhatCulture.com. I don't know that website, and it's the Impossible Farscape Quiz. How will you do? Oh, okay. From uh, November 2018 by Ash Jacob. This is a thrilling, tough quiz, and it starts off with. What name did John Crichton affectionately give his pulse pistol? Was that my choice? Winona, Uma, Cameron, or Nigel? <laughs> yes. Winona. Okay. Winona. We'll go with that one. Yeah. Was that correct? Okay. Oh, what secret space travel formula did the ancients implant in John Crichton's head? Starburst equations, Hawking's theory of everything, wormhole technology, or black hole construction codes? Wormhole technology. Yeah, it's definitely not black hole construction codes, no. is it? Which of these things are really bad for a sebation? Extreme cold, extreme heat, undercooked meat, or scarron blood? Uh, extreme heat. Now, scarron blood, hold on. Yeah. If you take that more broadly, was having scarron ancestry was really bad for Scorpius, wasn't it? Yeah, but that's not a 
generic Sebastian I thing. I know. I'm just trying to make this ah, honestly yeah. not impressive I'm, quiz. Yeah, I was going to say, like for a frilling hard quiz, it's like it's starting off pretty easy. What was the name of Cardargo's first wife? Do you want to nope out and try the other one? Oh, um, I mean... Um, uh, okay, so here. I don't know. Minuet, Zara, Vanessa, or Lolan? <laughs> Lolan. <laughs> I do like Minuet is in there, because that was yeah. the name of the woman that uh, Riker, Tom, William Riker, imagined oh, in yes. the oh, yes. excellent episode Shades of Grey, which was a bottle yes. episode and beloved by no one. And maybe that's one that we should... That's, uh, the, the, the trombone, don't listen, uh, yes. Don't listen, don't listen. We'll just have a little talk about it. Maybe that's one. Oh, yes. To uh, Okay, not this one. Okay, next one. Next one. Second of three options for uh, for a quiz that we have. This one is from Telltale TV. Yes, I will accept. TTT. Cancel that. Telltale TV. How well do you know Felt Farscape? Okay. The quiz. Here we go. Here we go. Which food does John Crichton insist can be eaten if it's fried? Food cubes, trigger pods, dentix, or crackers? Dentix. Dentix. Very good. Which doesn't pan out very well for him, as I recall correctly. But He only insists yes. <laughs> that it can be. It does not turn out to be true. What is that appalling smell? Breakfast. Dentix. You can't eat Dentix. Fried Dentix. You can eat anything if it's fried. I'll pass. Suit yourself, Jenny Craig, but I'm hungry. <sighs> In Farscape, Season 2, Episode 5, The Way We Weren't, the flashback. Yeah. For, for Aaron's past, the fugitives discover that Aaron had been on Moya before. Under whose command was she serving as a peacekeeper? Bylar Crace, Tam Velarek, Zalak's son, or Talon Nitsak? Oh, I want to say Velarek, but I'm not sure he was in command. Hmm. Because Velarek was definitely the Leviathan specialist helping in the pilot transplant. Yes, he was the project lead. But I'm not sure she was under his command or not. Oh, might have been Crace. Could have been. Okay, I'm gonna go. Well, I'm gonna go with Velarek. It was Crace. It was Crace. Yeah, Crace ah. was there. He gave right. the order to oh, execute yes. the old pilot. Yes, Get of course. Get your people it was. moving. Yeah, no, you're Move. right. Yes, absolutely. Get your unit working. Move. I'm filling in Tam Velarek to see if there's a scorekeeping oh, okay, element. Yeah. Okay. Which of Moya's passengers fought Helium? Yes. Zan, Dargo, Rigel, Rigel or Gianna? Yes. Rigel, yeah, of course. You little toad. You had to go for Helium now. I'm nervous. It happens. Uh, during Farscape Season 1, Episode 9... Oh, DNA Mad Scientist! Please push harder. What does Namtar require as payment for his services? Pilot's arm. The, the vath, one of Pilot's arms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Food cubes or a DRD. Oh, no, they'd never give up a DRD. A peacekeeper soldier can hold a pregnancy in stasis for up to how many years? Oh, okay, what are the options? Nine years, seven years, four years, and ten years. Seven. Seven? Yeah. Okay. I actually don't know that for sure, but seven sounds right. Yeah. Those of us born on a command carrier can retain an embryonic fetus for up to seven cycles. So this could be from... Perhaps four cycles before I met you. During... Oh, now we get somewhere. During season two episode The Locket, how long are John and Aaron stuck on the planet together? Oh... 30 years, 100 years, 16 years, or 55 years? 55. Yes, agreed. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't go, you get trapped for 55 cycles, trapped like I was. And in Icarus Abides, how does John die? Gunshot, radiation exposure, poisoning, or old age? 
Each of these is accompanied by a really heart wrenching sheath, oh, wow. by the way. Like, uh, this is, this is Icarus, Icarus abides, that's where Green John dies, right? Yes. Yeah, so then it's radiation poisoning. Radiation exposure. Here we go. I've never felt better. This is a pretty good quiz, this. Yeah, no, totally. When Crichton first arrives in the Uncharted Territory, who does he kill? Uh, Tauvo Kreis, Bylar Kreis, Selto Durka, or Fenra Teague? Uh, the first one. Uh, Talvo. Talvo, yeah. Grace's uh, brother. brother. Younger brother. Yeah. You charged my brother's prowler in that white death pot of yours. Wait a minute. You, you talking about that near miss I had the first minute I got here? That, that was an accident. There was no near miss for my brother. Ooh. During Farscape Season 2, Episode 6, Crackers Don't Matter, which passenger is not affected by Traltix's light? Aaron Sun, Chiana, Rigel, or John Crichton? Ooh. That's a tricky one i don't honestly remember so yeah i'm gonna go i think dargo is the one who beats him out of it at the end so it's been a long time i think that like he and dargo have that weird sort of bro moment yeah so i think they're Crichton and Dargo. so i think they're both affected so then it would be rigel or chiana i mean she she has different Sensory oh perception yeah, that's the rest right. And she doesn't like. She can't get a tan, but she's also not affected by. Uh, so yeah, let's go, let's go with Chiana. Oh, interesting. We <laughs> don't actually know. Yeah, Chiana or Rigel. I honestly don't know. I guess we'll find I'm out. Gonna in go a bit. With, I'm going to go with Chiana because, like, yeah, you know, Nimbari and and Lights they have a different relationship with that. So yes, yes. That even feels... though they, even though that hadn't been revealed yet at that point, it still seems it feels logical. That feels right. And and we'd seen that in um, oh the one with the sort of splitting into different worlds and one of them was noisy and one of them had red light. Everybody oh, yes. hated the red light except her. She was fine with it. Yes. Okay, Gianna it is. On the Farscape three-parter, this is question 10 out of, I don't know how many. Hmm. Okay. okay. Which three-parter? Uh, look at the princess. Okay. How long will Crichton have to live as a statue if he agrees to marry the princess? 66 years, 100 years, 75 years, or 80 years? Oh, well, that's a little bit... It's, it, it was that kind of aging level mm-hmm. now he did say that everyone he knew would be dead yeah because humans don't live as long, long as some others no but 66 or 80 or 100 like would all meet that criteria so yeah, that, that's, that's true that's gonna make it tricky let's go with 75 it's 75 like, years yeah. all right 11 oh it's out of 15 okay oh we're nearly there then. oh which of these episodes marks the first appearance of scorpius that man oh Starting with die me dichotomy. Oh, yeah, yeah that's was, the, I'm not at the end to, of season yeah, two. Yeah, I was going to say I'm not allowed to uh, look that up, of course. But uh, yeah. no, because it'll it'll yeah. also tell you nerve. Okay, I mean I'm not very good with episode names, but go okay, on. Okay, yeah. uh, look at the princess. A kiss is but a kiss. Definitely not that. Definitely one. not that one. And liars, guns, and money. A not so simple plan. That's the heist job on the. The Shadow Deposit. The Shadow Deposit. Also, definitely also not that one. All right. So that leaves Dime Dichotomy, which was the season two finale, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yes! And Nerve at the end of season one. Oh, I'm giving it away, aren't I? When does he get in the uh, chomped in the Aurora chair? Why is it called Nerve? Do you remember that? No, I don't, actually. Oh, uh, in, in A Bug's Life, Aaron had been stabbed in the peripheral nerve, oh, and so they yes. needed a replacement, and yes. they also had the nerve to go into the right, base and, and get so it. Right, and so then they go, yeah, so that's, that's the one. Okay, then. Yeah. right. So that's <laughs> sort of yeah. lassoed you around the hump like an ordinary dromedary <laughs> and dragged you to the oasis of uh, which of these characters is revealed to actually be a plant? Furlough, Chiana, Zahn, or Stark? Zahn. Zahn, very good. 
You're a plant? Always have been, John. Why does it bother you? No, it doesn't bother me. I just never suspected. You're a vegetable? <laughs> Everyone knows Adelvian's a flora evolved. Right. Sentient flora in life isn't all that unusual, John. I have cartilaginous fibers instead of bone. Two bread and a cellulose tissue. And regenerative facial membrane. The blue? Chloroplast tintation. The yellow highlights are stomata for the transpiration of water. Ah, that's why you like the light so much. Photosynthesis. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> when Aaron is in Scarron custody during Farscape Season 4, what is the name of the base they transfer her to? Catrazzi, Canvia, Valdun, or Denea? Catrazzi. Catrazzi. Okay, it's too fresh. Yeah. Catrazzi. I mean, it's not like 15 years since it ended for the people when this quiz came out, but yes. Oh, it's a good thing that you can't see the Gif, which would give away the answer to you. Yeah. In Farscape Season 2, Episode 14, which of these aliens does Crichton describe as tandoori chicken? This size, naked with a face like this. No, no, that was more like tandoori chicken. A budong, a vork, an eidolon, or a tavloid? Tavlek. Tavlek. What's 14 about again? Which, uh... Yeah, it doesn't say. Can I, can I look it up? Is that, or is that too much of a giveaway? Uh, it's too much of a giveaway. If I only look at the title? It's called see. Beware of Dog, the episode. If I'm... Who? No. I think no, it is. Sorry. Well, then you're going to have to pick... Hey, don't look it up. Budong, Vork, Eidolon, or Tavlek. Okay. It's not a Tavloid. It's not a Budong. So, which are the other two options again? Vork and Eidolon. I can't remember any of what either of those look like, so I'll just go ahead and idle on. Oh, now I'm going to turn this around so you can see the gif where Aaron is doing bunny ears and scrunching up her face. It sort of looks like this. Oh, is that the the, the, the weird alien that gets on board for to hunt pests? Yes, the That's pest hunter. Right. But you don't know what it's called. I don't. We'll no, stick absolutely. with idle on. You, you know me in names. It's the fork. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just having a quick think whether I should ask this question, and I think I will. The final question is, how long were John and Aaron crystallized between the end of Farscape <laughs> Season 4 and the start of the miniseries? Oh, okay. What are the options? <laughs> what are 60 the days, 35 days, 52 days, or 34 days? Oh, okay. That's... 60, 35, 52, or 34 uh, well, I'm going to go with 34, I guess. <laughs> like, and how many points are you putting on that? 100. 100 points for 34. Uh, let's find out how well we did. Um, yes, because, because if you want to know more, know more about this question, you should Google Farscape Rule 34. No, 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 don't do that. Actually, I, you know, do do that, but be aware of what you're into. Uh, so let me see. We got... Oh, yeah, it was Bylar Crace that was in command. Let me see if you got anyone else wrong. Everything is right so far. Radiation exposure, Talvo Crace. John Crichton was not affected by Traltix's light. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, is that true? Is it because he had such bad eyesight? Oh. Uh, oh, no, no, no. He overcomes his... Everyone is affected, but he overcomes it because Harvey soaks up the sort of madness. Oh, yes. That was That's it. what yeah. it was. It was 80 years that it was going to be statuified, not 75, yeah. alas. Everything else was right. It was called a vork, the tandoori chicken. It was vork. called a vork. Right, yeah. And apparently there's going to be 
I guess we'll find out. <laughs> when, when we do the points, How yes. many days? How many days were, were they crystallized? Oh, this was good fun. Yes, that was a fun quiz. Yeah. We don't need the third one. That's, uh, uh, that was in the Farscape magazine. You can enjoy that on your, on your own. Thank you once again to Matatron for, for very generously sending us the gift of these, uh, these magazines, which especially as we've uh, uh, tumbled toward the end of the series, uh, have been an absolute treasure. Did you enjoy reading through that? And, oh, like, experiencing that was what fantastic. It was like? Yes. It's nice that I can finally like read stuff like interviews with actors and producers and stuff like that. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's fun to be able to see how, how, how that community worked and how uh, everybody was feeling about it. So, yes, like the, the days of Team K are uh, drawing to an end. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, I'm really glad that you got to share that as well, because that's the great thing about these, about these magazines, that they are safe for K, as I've been doling them right. out to yeah, you. Yeah. So, yeah, I've really enjoyed like doing that part of the research for the show for my part. But, of course, we couldn't share it the same way. So thank you to Matatron for the for the magazines. Thank you to Black Rain, Rick from the Delta Quadrant, and I'm very sorry, Sarah, if I embarrassed you, but once again, hi Nathan. Hi Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you to all of our supporters on Patreon. I think there's nothing left to do at sofarscape.com slash links, but if you do want to toss in a little bit to uh, well, not so much to help keep the lights on at SoFarscape Studios, but maybe help us out in getting a potential next project off the ground. That would be more than welcome on, uh, uh, on our Patreon. All of that you can find at SoFarscape. And, yeah. It, we, oh, we didn't get to use willies and woodies. We didn't, no. Hey, real quick, real quick. Can you push the button? Is it, is it there on your, on your screen? She yeah. gives me a woody. She gives you the willies. I think we talked about our woolies. W- woolies. <laughs> woolies. Do you have any witties? <laughs> What's your witty for season four? Oh. Oh, um, quick before we go. Oh, cheesh. Quick one. Ooh. Um, and I'd, just a quick little willy. That's just a, uh, just a quick little, just as a treat. I'm going to have a quick little browse for that and see what, what I had as various willies marked throughout the episode. Throughout oh, the interesting. Sometimes if I think about it while we're watching the episode, I will actually write them down. So, uh, oh, that's clever. I should do that. Uh, we're doing, oh, we're going for willies, right. Yes, that's the one. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yes. Oh, well, here's one that was the slug gun. What? Yeah. Which episode was this? Uh, this is in Promises. Oh, yeah. There's a photo of The Lucathian uh, ship, and it, and it did indeed have a, a weird sort of organic-looking uh, no, gun. No, I'm talking about a, more, of a, uh, more of a pistol-type thing. I'm trying to find a, a sort of picture. Well, it was the one where uh, Aaron was given heat delirium, right? As a, as a revenge that for her be. work as an assassin. Oh, that could be it. I'm not entirely sure. You look like a Doctor Who character who's like really focused and trying to research like the the, the special spell that well, will... he's leafing rapidly through a. Uh, or no, actually, here we go. I think this is it. It's like going to be a habit that uh, Farscape developed in season four, where apparently it is entirely normal to talk to one of your compatriots about someone while standing in front of them and like you know talking about like the escaping stage whisper. from yes the stage whispering where they're they're right there on the other side of the bars i mean this became a interesting trend that came came up numerous times during it various really episodes did. so yes i think that'll going to be have to be my uh, my overall willy for season 4 oh excellent oh Oh, I just had I just had such certainty about what my willy was going to be, and then it slipped my mind because you made a really great choice there. <laughs> Honestly, my willy for season four is the fact that there isn't a season five, and that's not a, that, it's <laughs> yeah. not as cheeky as it sounds. No, but there's there are 
there's quite a number of like setups that didn't get a payoff. Yeah, we've got seasons old epic setup that never got a payoff. Uh, but- well, sure, but like what Erin did on her holidays, like her her life as an assassin. Yeah, yeah, came back with the Lucithian episode a little bit, but it didn't come back. No, and also like how she wound up with Scorpius and bringing him on board. Yeah, has not come up. No. We we don't know how she met Scorpius no, or why I, she, I, why she I, brought I can, him back. Uh, yeah, no, I agree that because I, I noticed that as well when I was uh, browsing through the synopses of the episodes of this season, and I was like, I was like, oh, that never went anywhere. Right. No, that also never went anywhere. So yeah, there's a lot of that. Now, who's uh, to say whether it would have been resolved in a season five? But they would have. Like, yeah, they'd have more, more time to play with that sort of thing. Yeah, no. So I good. think that's no. where my uh, my my willy good, goes. Good willy. <laughs> Thanks, Kay. You too. <laughs> Excellent willies all around. <laughs> All right, so I guess that leaves us with one more button to push. Yeah. And that's the Star the star, the Starscape so the Star Trek so far space. That's the I'm cocky. I'm okay. So, so far space so good. So cool. <laughs> At least we went out the way we started. 